Hour three, let's go. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. Brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all your roofing needs. 703-4245. That's 405-703-4245. Dude, this is crazy. Um, I didn't realize that Patrick Mahomes' cap hit this year is 35.7 mil, which honestly isn't bad for Patrick Mahomes. I think he could make a billion dollars if he was on the open market. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Mahomes has just been signed to a 10-year, $1 billion contract in order to sign with the Dolphins. But I just, again, as much as it's real, right, as much as the cap is real, and I'm a smart elk about it, I kind of think Kansas City was like, all right, we're we're done with this. You know, you're a game changer and we love you. We can get two first-round picks for you. Bye. Do you see what Tyron Matthew just tweeted? I've been living on Twitter during this show. What did he say? You can't tell. Um, when egos run wild, contain yours. And this is a dude right now without a team. Though I think Tyree Kill's going to end up being one of those dudes that signs a contract like Tyron Armstead just did. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? He just got 50 mil to go here. Well, Tyreek's going to get massive money. Oh, he's going to get Devontae Adams money. Wherever he goes, yeah. I mean, he's getting paid like crazy. Mm. Fascinating, fascinating day. So let's get after it. Uh, it's time for the top five stories of the day here on Hour 3 of the Plank Show. Let's get after it with big story number five. Number, number five. And that's, that's where we start in the National Football League. As a matter of fact, uh, the NFL kind of dominating stories number five. With the Tyree Kill stuff. So, Josh, let's just reset from a Chiefs fan perspective to kick off hour three. If you're just starting an early lunch, whatever it might be, breaking news as of this hour, Tyree Kill has been granted permission, his agent has been, to work a trade. And it appears as if the Jets and Dolphins are at the top of that list right now. Josh Helmer, how you feel is uh, – a card-carrying member of Chiefs Kingdom. Well, I'm curious to see how all of this plays out and what the type of return would be. This is this is something to where I think we can look back and say that it made Kansas City better, or we can look back and say, hey, this was kind of the beginning of the end for the start of the Patrick Mahomes era in Kansas City. I mean, it's a couple of extremes here, I think, with Kansas City. But you've got Patrick Mahomes in place. That's the biggest start to all of the puzzle pieces. I think there's a legitimate chance Kansas City comes out ahead on the deal. I know a lot of the reaction out there will be doom and gloom. There goes Kansas City. Give the Super Bowl appearance to Buffalo. On and on and on. But if Kansas City gets Valdez-Scantling and they can get another wide receiver or maybe more is a part of this deal – and you're talking multiple picks, then you can upgrade a defense that needs some upgrading. On the surface, it seems bad for Kansas City, but right. let's wait and see what the return package look like. Here is what Adam Schefter just tweeted moments ago. The Jets and Dolphins now have trades in place for Tyreek Hill. The question now becomes where Hill wants to become the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history once he decides – the trade is expected to happen. For now, Hill is said to be torn. Sources say the Chiefs want a first and second round pick for Tyreek, but obviously it would take more if they could get it. And hmm. 
Well, I'm not. I'm not crazy about that. That's that's the return there, man. If there's not something back with those picks, I'm yeah, and we not don't super know. Fired up about it. We know um, the extension that he's going to sign is weighing on compensation. The Chiefs feel Hill's value exceeds what the Packers got for Devontae Adams. If he's signing a long-term extension, it does. But Hill's extension is likely going to land north of what Adams got in real money, and that weighs on the trade comp for some reason. Well, and I would argue up and down that Tyreek Hill's a bigger difference maker than Devontae Adams. And and Adams is probably so. s- sensational. He's a terrific wide receiver. He's clearly one of the best in the National Football League. But Tyreek Hill's speed alone, it changes the way teams can defend you. So, to me, he's more valuable. I would not argue. Okay. The Chiefs – okay, here's more. The Chiefs are not looking for two first-round picks, but a one and a two, according to Mike Florio. Now, keep in mind with that, the Dolphins, as far as their twos concerned, have a couple fairly high second-round picks. <laughs> well, why the heck would they only be looking for a one and a two? I <laughs> What are they, idiots over there? I don't know what's going on. This is the National Football League. Chiefs use a new draft picks to maneuver to select Jamison Williams. That's what Daniel Jeremiah is predicting. All right, so there's everything that we know as of now. As of now, with the whole saga involving Tyree Kill, which gets a story of its own, because big story number four. Number four. I I have get up on constantly in studio because I'd rather watch it than first take. But you realize they show, like, the same video over and over of Baker Mayfield throwing an incompletion. I mean, it's get up. You have eight ESPN. You have eight bazillion pieces of video to use to show quarterbacks making plays or not making plays. But the only one we have is him hitting the back of a receiver's helmet. I mean, what are we doing? Anyway, uh, what does this mean for the Baker saga? Nothing. We wait and see what Cleveland decides to do, right? This is a situation now where they try to end up making a trade and see if they can get compensation for him or have to outright cut him and take the $18 million cap hit. That one or the other could, or they could try to hold on to him, which if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm probably sitting out if that happens. Yeah, I don't see a scenario where Baker Mayfield's playing for the Cleveland Browns any snaps nope. this season. Nope. He wants out, he's going to get dealt. We'll see what what type of compensation they get for Mayfield. I mean, what what is reasonable for them to get return. I mean, he's got it's a great question. one year left on the deal, so it's an expiring contract. It's no guarantee that he's signing a long-term deal wherever he goes, though he wants that long-term financial security, so probably, right? Probably. I mean, a first-round pick, right? He's a quarterback that's been a starting quarterback and successful. I don't think the Browns are going to get a first-round pick for him because everyone knows that they're trying to move on from him. Right. Their feet are to the fire on this deal, so that works against them. Oh, my gosh, what is ESPN doing? They've upgraded their highlights and are actually showing Baker Mayfield completing passes. Is everyone okay over in the four-letter right now? Here's what Joe Thomas had to say yesterday on Fox Sports Radio about making the deal for Deshaun Watson and how it's been perceived in Cleveland. Well, I think it's playing the same way that it's playing throughout the country, right? Uh, a lot of people are a little bit upset about this, a lot of upset about this. 
there's fans that are really excited in Cleveland because they see what Deshaun Watson can do for this franchise. He's clearly the best quarterback that they probably have ever had in the yeah. Super Bowl era. And he gives them an opportunity as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. He's a guy that's a tier one quarterback that is just entering the prime of his life. But you can't talk about who Deshaun Watson is on the field without talking about those 22 sexual misconduct allegations that he's continuing to face. And so as fans, we're conflicted, right? We want to be behind our team. We cheer for the orange helmet and all typically all the players that are playing under that orange helmet. But when you have a person that has this off-field issue, which is huge that he's dealing with, you're conflicted. Yeah. And I guess there was, again – Twitter is not real life. I guess there's a lot of public sentiment in Cleveland that's it'll change as soon as they win some games with Deshaun that aren't happy with the way that this played out. So take that for what it's worth. Meanwhile, yesterday Matt Ryan was introduced as the new quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully we bottle up some of that momentum and, and we can make a push here. Uh, I really believe we can. I think this roster is built uh, really well, built with you know really high-character football players. It's, it's amazing to me in sending a bunch of texts and talking to some guys yesterday just back and forth how much they care about winning. In every one of their first text messages, it was about winning. That's unique. You know, it, it really is, and, and that fires me up. That's cool. Good for Matt Ryan, you know? I think he landed in a good spot. But what are the Indianapolis Colts doing? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, what are they doing? Do people not realize that Matt Ryan has stunk the last two years? Like, he's been terrible the last two well, seasons. And look, he could – th this could revitalize him, and maybe he has a resurgent season, and this is a great way for him to end his career in Indianapolis. All of those sure. sorts of things could be possible. But what is the Indianapolis plan? I, I like from Philip Rivers to Wentz, then they deal Wentz, and Wentz actually had a pretty good season. Plank. Now it didn't end in a good fashion, but generally speaking, Carson Wentz had a good season last year in Indianapolis. Why deal him to wind up right back here with Matt Ryan? You don't go get Baker Mayfield. You're not one of the teams that makes a big splash move to try and go get Russell Wilson. Like, what is the plan in Indianapolis? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Now, it doesn't help that in the last three seasons, Matt Ryan has been sacked 48, 41, and 40 times. Or it doesn't help that last year he threw 20 touchdowns to 12 picks, had 11 and 14 the previous seasons. But, yeah, what is your overall plan? Let me see if I can do this. Starting quarterback since 2016 for the Colts. All right, you ready? 16 was luck. Opening day starting quarterbacks. Right. 16 was luck. 17 was Scott Tolzien. 18 was luck. 19 was Jacoby Brissett. 20 was Phillip Rivers. 21 was Carson Wentz. And 22 is going to be Matt Ryan. So you've had six different starting quarterbacks in the span of seven seasons. Yeah. The definition of upheaval. What are you doing? And listen – Everyone always tells me about how great their roster is, and I don't disagree. I like Darius Leonard. I love Quentin Nelson. I think that in what they got in Jonathan Taylor as a second-round pick has been phenomenal. But even if you're the most die-hard Colts fan, you have to wonder how come it's been such a struggle to fix the quarterback position and why give up on a dude that you gave up a first-round pick to go get after one season. To bring in Matt Ryan. To bring in Matt Ryan. I I have a theory on that. And listen, it's it's probably one that 
for the most part, people on the ref couldn't care less about. But real quick, I think Carson Wentz got super sideways with the owner. I think that's what happened. Uh, and yeah, I saw it in Midwest City. Jeff wrote, you know, man, they, he, he folded in crunch time. Listen, I, he was terrible against the Raiders and might have been even worse against the Jaguars. But the game prior to that, he led them on a drive against Arizona that saved their season. And I'm just so, talking – You look at his numbers, they're okay. I'm just talking the last stretch here. Like, ever since Andrew Luck made his decision to retire is what I'm talking about, Midwest City, Jeff. Like, what is the overall plan of the Indianapolis Colts? They've had no real clear direction right. outside of playing hot potato with their starting quarterback, which I – I, they've gotten some good ones in that time. Not necessarily the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying that, but Phillip Rivers was a serviceable quarterback that season in Indianapolis. I think Carson Wentz, though it ended poorly, was that last season for Indianapolis. And Matt Ryan maybe will be that this season for the Colts. But it's just curious the direction that they've chosen to go. It's not a clear direction. Oh, and, and then the other part of it, they have chosen, they have drafted quarterbacks in each of the last two drafts. They've taken Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger. Yeah, not not, not going to win with that. All right, are we on three? Big story number three. Number three. I'll hustle through these. Right, we got tons of Ted Roof to get to as day uh, two of spring ball, which is also, by the way, big story number one. But I, I wanted to share this here real quick from the Ted Roof meeting with the media yesterday. When asked about, hey, who are some guys that have stepped up you know, from a leadership perspective, knowing how early it truly is. Yes, it is incredibly early. You're exactly right. Uh, but as far as this identifying, yeah, there's some guys that have kind of stood out. I don't want to get into who they are. Uh, but, you know, part of develop, uh, leadership uh, when you have a player-driven team is helping develop that leadership, all right, and then giving them a chance to lead. Because uh, to, to develop it and not putting somebody in position to allow them to do that, you know, but at the same time, there's got to be as coaches we're like the uh, <clears throat> the gutter guards at the bowling alley, right? They, they bowl that and you want that ball to stay in that lane. And as coaches we're like those those bumpers that come up to help keep the ball going down the lane to strike the pin. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no names yet, no names yet, but obviously some guys who have caught Ted Roof's eye so far, and. And quite possibly one of the uh, – and again, not a knock on anyone because I would have loved to be there asking questions, but in one of the obvious questions, the importance of spring football. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, how important is spring practice? Like, yeah, like really, 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 really important. And, uh, you know, Coach Venables, you know, has been a defensive coordinator for a long time and has been the gold standard and the best in the country. And, you know – but now he's the head coach, and he's got his hand on every aspect of the program. He's not just a defensive coach. He's the head coach that has his hand on every aspect of our program. And uh, the, so that, that's, how, that's how that goes. But at the same time, uh, to have a resource like him to be able to, to talk with and counsel with and just talk ball and, and ideas, that's, that's wonderful. It's like uh, if you're having a problem putting, all right, and Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas live next door to you, 
And you're going to go ask them how to, how to putt, right? Yeah. You're not just going to watch them go out and see all those championship trophies. And you're going to, you're going to use your resources. And certainly, uh, you know, like I said, he's involved in every aspect of our program. And uh, he's, he's a fantastic resource. More from Ted Riff coming up on the Plank Show. Big story number two. Number two. I could talk about softball for three hours today. Oklahoma goes on the road, beats up on Kentucky by a final score of 9-1. to They are now 26-0 on the season, 22 of those wins in run rule fashion. Let's see, afterwards last night, uh, my man Patrick Dunn sprinted down to the field. And caught up with one Jocelyn Allo to get her post-game reports. Yeah, I think we just came together as a team and we had a really good hard week at practice and it obviously just showed and that's a really good team right there and we'll definitely see them in the postseason for sure, but um, Sooners definitely made a statement tonight. Help the experience help them down the road. One, just getting to play in front of a different crowd other than ours and two, just getting these young ones the experience, uh, not playing in front of our own home crowd as well, and um, just the seniors being able to lead them through that. So, yeah, boomer. <laughs> She's hilarious. Her wrapping up her ESPN Sports Center by saying, so uh, go girls is still one of my personal favorite moments. Rock star. She's a rock star. So uh, this weekend it's Baylor. Baylor has struggled this year, though they did sweep Tarleton State last night. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Again, it's the countdown of spring ball around here, so we'll talk a little bit of OU spring practice, but with an eye on Twitter.com to see what the latest is on a potential Tyreek Hill trade, which if you are to believe some is imminent. Imminent. And not like when Florida State reported the hiring of Bob Stoops was imminent. And if it's a first and a second and that's all Kansas City gets back, they got fleeced. We'll talk about it more next. All right, here is the latest from Ian Rappaport on Good Morning Football and the Tyreek Hill saga. How viable of an option is Marquez Valdez-Scantling for them? He is currently in Kansas City right now. Uh, he was on a plane this morning, headed to Kansas City. Not saying that's done, but anytime you have a free agent waiting more than a week to sign and then takes a visit, and that same team is then going to potentially trade their star receiver, I would say there's a decent chance that happens. I know the Green Bay Packers have stayed in contact with MVS. I know they're interested. He's one of their guys. They drafted and developed. Uh, but it does seem like if the Chiefs t- trade Tyreek Hill, uh, that Marquez Valdez-Scaling would be one of the potential replacements for. Well, okay, first of all. He didn't really answer the question. He, he, he didn't really answer the question. But um, B, here's, I guess, a little. Is this a little bit more here? Dolphins and Jets. Yeah, here we go. Let's see. Here we go. Well, the receiver market has been tough to crack. You have DeAndre Hopkins getting the $27 million per year in new money. Remember, just two years, so that is a highly debated contract extension. Then, of course, you had Devonta Adams getting a new contract extension, making him the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. But it is a backloaded deal, so I believe $66 million over the first three years and then backloaded. So cracking that code and figuring out where Tyreek Hill is able to fit into this mix has proved difficult. And the Kansas City Chiefs, as I mentioned, have been aggressive. They have not yet been able to come up with the deal that Adrian Drew Rosenhouse has accepted. So this was considered to be the next best option. If you're not going to keep Tyreek Hill, 
on a huge contract, then get a huge bounty for him. He is a huge asset, significant value. It is a draft with a lot of receivers. Nobody wants to have to replace Tyreek Hill, but certainly that seems like the situation that the Chiefs find themselves in right now. Hmm. You just want to know the compensation. <laughs> that's that's what this comes down yeah, to. Oh, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Here's something that – does Tyreek Hill have a no-trade clause? He doesn't, does he? How are these dudes able to decide between which deal they want? Yeah, they, they really shouldn't – Shouldn't be able to. If he doesn't have a no-trade clause, he wouldn't get a say. I mean, Kansas City would get <laughs> to decide where they're sending him. I, I wonder I wonder if it's a situation where Kansas City looks at both deals and says, all right, we'll get, we're good with either one of those. Whichever one you want to go to, we're fine. You, We'll take either one of those deals. Well, and you brought and a Super Bowl it. home to Kansas City right. and you know went to another one. So there's a little bit of do we want to try and, even though we couldn't get this long-term extension done, do right by Tyreek. Yeah, and we're not going to trade you to Denver, Los Angeles, or Vegas. <laughs> right, those were always off the table. And we're probably not going to trade you to Buffalo or, I'm trying to think yeah, of another. Nobody that we Baltimore. consider good. Right, you're, you're, going, you're going somewhere that. We're is, sitting you and your career to die, basically. Right, <laughs> it's a fair way to put it. Dude, what a fascinating story to break today. All right. Uh, a couple of good tweets on it, and, and on Matt Ryan, too. It's the best way to get in touch with the show, at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref. I'm always on Twitter. Josh is constantly perusing. Everyone should be following us at Sports Talk 1400. KC Ping writes, this will also mean a bigger role for me, Cole Hardman. Tyreek has had health issues in a full season the last few years. Some games he can be an, explo- an expensive decoy as well. In Veach, we trust. By the way, that's one hell of a decoy, too, by the way. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> but, I, again, when you got a quarterback on a big deal, it makes you have to make tough decisions. But Kansas City was still able to offer him a contract that would have made him the richest receiver in the NFL. So I'm very perplexed by this whole thing. Yeah, Tyree clearly just didn't want to be in Kansas City anymore. It's like the Dev- Devontae Adams said the same thing. It's like, listen – I love Green Bay. I love my time there, but I grew up a Raiders fan, and it just so happened that my best friend is the quarterback here, and I, I, I think that it's pretty exciting. What did he refer to everything at uh, Allegiant Stadium and at their tra- training facility as? It's like the iPhone 16. Everything is new and fresh, <laughs> so they're able. It, it's, sometimes that's just how it works. And you never know what makes guys tick. It could be to Tyreek that Miami and – Miami or New York are attractive because guess what? He's not playing with Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, Tyreek's the big star in each of those two situations. I don't, you know, right now, regardless of Wilson or Tua playing quarterback, Tyreek Hill is who everybody's going to be talking about. Right. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's what makes him tick. That's a great question. Hour three of the Plank Show is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. You can call Josh Tucker today at 405 703 all right, seven zero three four two four five. That's four zero five seven zero three four two four five. One more quick one here, real quick. Um, this this is actually a really good point from Dale. Dale writes, "You're way underrating Matt Ryan. I live in Atlanta and get to watch him a lot. He played on arguably the worst roster in the NFL last year. He's absolutely a top tier quarterback. You'll see it this year with the Colts and more around him." I hope so. I'd love to see him bounce back. I'd love to see it so Toby 
And and Drake can be happy with the Colts winning, only to lose when they play the Raiders. That's all I care about. I like the Colts. I've always liked the Colts. And I'm not rooting against Matt Ryan by any stretch of the imagination. I like Matt Ryan. But Dale, I would I would be willing to bet, and I'm not I'm not trying to fight with uh, the the fair part cowboy here. But I've compared a lot, Josh, of the fan sentiment around Matt Ryan in Atlanta to the fan sentiment around Derek Carr in Vegas, right? I mean, you you ask a you ask two Raiders fans, hey, what do you think of Derek Carr? You might get someone that comes out with that dude. He's good. He's he's dropping lasers. He's he just they have not built around him. I love him. And then you know, the other side is like soft. He threw the ball away on a fourth down seven years ago, and I still haven't forgiven him. You know, I mean, just. That's how Matt Ryan is, right? You could have people in Atlanta that are like, ding dong, the witch is dead, he's gone. And others who are like, we'll never get back. We're never going to be like we were in 16. It's just that's that's how the quarterback position is viewed with those two guys. And for me, it's really – it's just that the Indianapolis Colts have done this multiple times in a row here now. They're, they're not really drafting the heir apparent, you know, high in the NFL draft or trading up to do so. It's just – kicking the can down the road with veteran quarterbacks, which, okay, you, you can win that way, but is that the right approach? I mean, it's one thing if you're trading for Russell Wilson like the Denver Broncos did. It's another thing when you're getting Phillip Rivers and it's his final year right. and you're getting Carson Wentz who has a ton of injury concerns over the course of his career and some people question whether or not he's even – a superstar caliber type quarterback. And then, oh, by the way, you've got Matt Ryan, which, hey, I'll, I'll take it from our friend in Atlanta that he's still got plenty of good football left in him. There's plenty of other folks out there that would totally disagree with that sentiment, though, that feel Matt Ryan's best football's behind him. So, curious. So, um, you, you ready for a little bit of rumor on the trade compensation? Here we go. Jordan Schultz, who suddenly has become an insider on this story. The Jets have included the 10th pick in their trade package and more. GM Joe Douglas views Hill as a centerpiece for Zach Wilson's long-term development. The Dolphins, meanwhile, believe they're the favorite. His agent is based in Miami, and he has a long history with the organization. The Jets are eagerly awaiting a potentially franchise-altering decision here. Joe Douglas has been extremely aggressive in his pursuit of the four-time Pro Bowler. One of the most electric players, blah, blah, blah. Uh, says one high-ranking league source, it's going to take a ton to get Tyreek. He just turned 28. He's a total game-changer. Both the Jets and Dolphins have made huge offers, which flies right in the face of what Florio said at Pro Football Talk. So either you're about to get a massive haul or just a first and a second. I don't Fl- Florio's who said first and second? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, that makes me feel better if it's Florio. <laughs> but I will say uh, Jordan Schultz is tagging at Cheetah in every single report that he has. And he does follow me on Twitter along with the 18,000 other people that he follows. So you are you might have a little bit of sway here. <laughs> All right. It's done. You ready? Don't look. Deal is done? Deal is done. Okay. Tyreek Hill has been traded to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks. Okay, let's hear them. A 2022 first-round pick, number 29. 
a second and fourth round pick, Ugh. as well as a fourth and sixth round pick in the 2023 draft. Yeah, I hate it. Horrible deal for Kansas City. Huge deal for Miami. Well done by them. They, uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe those draft picks turn into something pretty good. The first rounder stinks. Number 29. It was originally the San Francisco 49ers first round pick. Yeah, not a good deal at all for Kansas City. So that means that the Chiefs are now picking 29th and 30th in the first round of the draft. Terrible. That's pretty cool, though. Um, I told you this deal was going to get done before the show was over. A 2022 first and the second round pick, which is number 50, also a fourth round pick. The fourth and sixth round picks are in the 2023 draft. Yeah, fourth and sixth round picks. Don't, don't get me too excited. Would have rather gotten a player in return or a high first-round draft pick and a high second-round draft pick or multiple firsts. I would have loved to have known what the offer was from the Jets. Oh, we'll find out. Because I think Kansas City... I think Kansas City did a bad job here. I think they should have taken the Jets deal. Okay, dude. Um, think about this. Think about this. This story broke at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half later, it's done. It's done. What's going on in the NFL right now? And Kansas City must feel like they're about to sign MVS. So that's part of their thinking, I guess, a little bit is, okay, we've got this deal done. But still, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about it? And don't try and make me feel better. Tell me what you honestly think. <laughs> I think he should have gotten two firsts. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a very good deal for Kansas City. I think, I think that it should have been. I mean, when you see it, it's like, wow, five picks. And that's what I thought because when I was like, don't look, I thought that I saw a 2022 first and a 23 first. And if you've got the Dolphins first next year, I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, that's that's got a chance to be pretty high. But unless the Jets weren't offering number 10, I don't understand why you do this. Well, and it didn't have to be the Jets or the Dolphins. I mean, as soon as the word's out that Tyree Kill's available, okay, there's a bunch of folks that might come calling. I don't know. I mean, this thing feels like it moved a little too quick for my liking by Kansas City, and I think Veach showed some poor judgment here taking this deal. How about that? Well, it does kind of fly in the face of Jordan Schultz's report literally that I just read. I mean, it's a massive haul from a draft pick perspective. And Tyreek Hill gets a new contract, which makes him the NFL's highest paid wide receiver. But Albert Breer thinks it's a huge haul. Because you get the first, second, and fourth this year, so you get three extra picks. Those are all three top 100 yeah, picks, right? Yeah, I mean, great, great nah. for Albert. And a 2023 fourth and sixth round pick. I mean, none of those picks necessarily you're getting the type of star power with Tyreek. We'll see. Maybe you can hit on the first and the second. I mean, you you damn well better because you gave up a superstar in the process and got no known commodity in return. That's what I'm not crazy about with it. Yeah, and I like what Harold points out. He goes, um, Hill moves closer to home. The Chiefs get a haul of picks, which they cannot afford to miss on at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy he's out of the division, but... You should be. No, it's great news for everybody in the AFC West. It's huge news. Um, I mean, oh. Denver might be the favorite in the AFC West today. Oh, my gosh. The Denver Broncos just tweeted a picture of George Patton giving the peace. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Broncos. 
Is that who that is? Is that their general manager? <laughs> their social media account's pretty good. I think it is because it's not Nathaniel Hackett. That is pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> and I think it's fake. Oh, yeah, it's it's George Patton. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well done, Broncos. Well done. I respect it. Okay, we got a break. You you marinate in this, and let's talk about it when we come back. Tyree Kill. Okay, so in an hour and a half, on we're never going to have a day like this again. In an hour and a half on this show, it went from rumors that Tyree Kill, a contract dispute with the Chiefs, series talks to trade him, boom, he's on the move. Unbelievable. It's the Plank Show. It's your show, dude. I'm just along for the ride today. You tell me, you tell me what you think. What do you think it'll take to get Brett Veach fired immediately? <laughs> Tyree Kill has been traded today to the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, I had to power through an orange during the commercial break. <laughs> That's okay. You need that. <laughs> I'm starved. I'm starved right now, and I have a an uncrustable PBJ in my backpack that I'm trying hard not to eat. Um, here's the here's the the haul. It's a first and second round pick this year from the Dolphins, which is the 29th and 50th pick. They also get a fourth round pick this year, plus a fourth and sixth round pick in 2023. Chris Greer basically saying bleep them picks. So they get a little bit more. Than yeah, they I mean, the sixth round pick, and don't don't tell me Tom, Tom Brady. Brady went the sixth round. I mean, that's basically an undrafted free agent, so the, the sixth round pick doesn't matter at all. Right, um... Except for dorks that want to toss in the sixth round pick with the fourth round pick to get you know one third rounder. Well, if you do that, you can do this. They're like NFL and, trade machine. They're like they're like me and Madden, where it's like I have a fifth round pick. I'm like, ooh, if I trade, I can get a next year fourth. The the trade is a first rounder, a second rounder, and two fourths. Essentially, yeah, that's what it is. And then the Dolphins just gave Tyree Kill a four year, one hundred and twenty million dollar contract so 30 per round that with 72 mil guaranteed good Pretty for good him man hey he is he's he's history right he's one of the he's one of the greatest wide receivers in kansas city chief history and you know it stinks that it stinks that they can't find a way to make it work for chief fans but in the same vein, I I know as a Raider fan, I should be like out of my mind, over the moon, excited about this. And I I'm happy he's out of the division, but I don't think I don't think this is a situation where Josh, you you're not gonna end up getting a valuable asset if that makes any sense at all. You've got the 29th and 30th picks in the first round. Uh, ESPN finally on board. Stephen A. Smith and Christopher Russo are debating the COVID-19 mandate on ESPN2. Uh, this is the this is the burn you get whenever breaking news and I mean this is massive breaking news. I mean this isn't this isn't some kind of side story. This is a massive story in the sports it, world. NFL altering news. Right. I, I mean just Trying to figure out the the COVID vaccine is the conversation right now on first take. I mean, it's got to just be Kansas City wasn't willing to go to thirty mil per. I mean, that's that's got to be what this boiled down to. 
Because they were right in that realm, right? They were in that area contract-wise that they were offering, weren't they? I'm, I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. It sounds like they were willing to make him the highest-paid wide receiver or close to. One of the highest-paid wide receivers was out there. But uh, whatever it was wasn't enough for Tyreek. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Veach, you loser. I'm sorry, dude. It's – I'm watching the highlights of him right now. It, you Now you overanalyze everything, right? You <laughs> You over uh, you overanalyze everything, like the 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 sideline altercation and things like that. Now everything falls into kind of that conversation piece. You blew it. Yeah, that's right, Veach. Way to go. Unbelievable. We'll see. I mean, hey, what is the first, second, and fourth this year going to turn? into i was pretty excited when it sounded like maybe multiple first rounders or you're getting elijah moore back in the deal to not get a known commodity i think is the part of it that i'm not i'm not great with unreal so what question what yeah, this is a good text right here. What's We're next? about to find out how good Tua is, right? I mean, how good is Tonga Vailoa? There's no excuses now. Well, you know, that's the other thing in all of this. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm someone that lives and dies NFL stories. That last text is one we can't read on the air. But yeah, very, no. Very, There's very a lot of people funny. that will feel that way, though, yeah. about Tyreek. How long until he's in trouble? You know, sometimes you, you think, gosh, I want to be here. I want to play there. I want to. I want to be where there's no state income tax and the government's not taking all my money. And then when you get there, you're like, Oh, this is, I don't have, I don't have my homes throwing the football anymore. You know, it's kind of funny that like the diehard Raider fans pointed out Khalil Mack and everything that they got. They went to Chicago. You you get to Chicago and you're like, Ooh, Mitch Trubisky is my quarterback. It's just, there's so many things that go into it that, we just automatically look at it and say seventy million dollars. Holy smokes, he's got to be. He's he's so happy. And then you realize eh, he's also not on a team where. Well, I mean, listen, 70, 70 mil is generational wealth. So he's he's set. His kids are set, and his grandkids are set. Unless inflation really goes through the roof, but I just. I think there's something to be said about playing for a guy like Patrick Mahomes with him as your quarterback as opposed to going to a place where what your options were down to Zach Wilson or Tua Tungvaloa. Hey, you, you want to get paid, I get that. You want the status of being the NFL's top wide receiver. But, uh, you know, the idea that you're going to win like you did in Kansas City, that that's done. You, you're not winning like that. Not with Tua as your quarterback. Not happening. Wow. What a shocking day, man. This whole show that I had planned out is absolutely imploded. Absolutely imploded. And I am sad. Well, I can't, I can't see highlights of Tyreek right now. It's just breaking my heart. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. All right, um, quick break. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and try to make sense of this. Tyreek Hill has been traded to the Dolphins for five first-round picks. All right, I'm sorry. Five draft. If it was five first-round picks, then you'd be happy. Uh, I think you could only trade three first-round picks anyway. Five picks total, first and second round, fourth rounder this year, fourth and sixth rounder next year. 
Unreal. Yep, Kansas City trading Tyreek Hill for nice, uh, you know, nice, uh, not a whole lot. It's a plank show right here on the ref. What's up? How we feeling now? Gut check, vibe check, wellness oh, check. I just, I don't know that you can know how to feel until you see how these picks play out and who you get. I, I'm not thrilled with the return. I, I don't think Veach did a very good job on it. I don't. I mean, you gave up Tyreek Hill for a bundle of maybe. And I, to me, that's a mistake. I, I wonder if maybe there isn't a thought that you could pair a couple of picks to move up. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. I like this. This is good from the 405. Go ahead. Couldn't wait to listen to the Plank Show after watching Sooner in Kentucky softball, and I've had to listen to two hours of Tyreek Hill and 45 seconds of Sooner softball. Home of Sooner fans? Well, in our defense, we did spend the whole 9 o'clock hour talking about Sooner softball. <laughs> and we'll get back to it tomorrow. I mean, I mean, we spent the entire 9 o'clock hour, but I like that. Good. Get mad. But one of the biggest trades maybe that we've seen in the NFL in a week <laughs> just went down. And Josh is a diehard Arden Kansas City Chief fan. And this affects... And it all happened live during the show. I mean, literally it broke during this program. How about this? For that texter and that texter alone, even though you're a smarmy a-hole in your tweet, Jocelyn Allo tomorrow on the program. And if Jocelyn can't make it, JT Gasso will be here. And we'll so I have a fallback plan. Talk a lot of spring football tomorrow. Dude, we got so much on spring football to get to. But again, wild breaking news on the program today. Tyree Kill is a dolphin. Huh. Stealing through at noon coming up next. We'll have more on that. Plus, a lot of Cruton stuff. Parker's been all over it. A five star on his way to Norman. We'll talk about it as the day rolls on right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network.